Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This is the Action Network Podcast. You can hear the chatter from the crowd. We have a big chance, a big chance to make a run for some big bucks. Three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, Buckets Edition for the NBA Finals. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by my producer and colleague, Dan Titus, as we are going to break down the NBA Finals, give you a look at the best prices for the series. We'll give you looks at game one. We'll give you, Dan is obviously the host of our fantasy episodes over on Bucket. So we're going to get into our props and give you like a deep dive there. If you're looking for more on the NBA Finals and you want to really get into the weeds, check out Buckets. It's the best way that you're going to find this stuff. It's over in wherever you get podcasts. Find our Buckets podcast. We do daily stuff during the playoffs, the offseason, track and futures. We've got three episodes up already that I cover all this stuff in detail. I was also on the favorites. You cannot get enough NBA Finals content over the Action Network and our and our network, our family of podcasts. Uh, first off, Dan Titus, how you doing on this Wednesday afternoon as we record this? Man, I'm feeling great. And uh, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Love listening to the TAN podcast as well as Buckets. So as Matt just alluded to, if you need basketball content, go to Buckets. That is the place to be. And happy belated birthday to you. I know you were celebrating your birthday. Won't won't age you out out to the streets here, but uh, happy birthday to you. Um, But this is awesome, man. This is it's Wednesday. We got one more day left to see this NBA finals really take shape, man. It's going to be a great series. I think we lucked out and saw two of the best teams in the NBA end up in the final spot here. So I'm I'm curious to see where the pendulum swings here. Is it going to be the youth movement? Is it going to be the veteran side? Um, I think either way, we're going to get great basketball. So um, great time to be a fan of basketball for sure. I'm excited for this too, because this way you'll get to experience what it's like when we have so much to talk about that we can't keep it to the 35 minutes. (laughs) You constantly ask me to keep buckets too. Uh, Want to let you know that if you are planning on betting the NBA finals or anything in the entire universe, including if you're into the NHL playoffs, which I attended game one of the Western conference finals in Denver last night, uh, defensive slugfest between the Colorado avalanche (laughs) and the Edmonton Oilers, eight, six go abs. Um, If you're looking to do any of that, you want to download the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks. You get up to the second information on where the bets are coming in, as well as the money. So you can see, hey, pro bettors are coming in here. We've got our signals under each game page. That's going to give you an in-depth look, both for the spread, the money line, and the total. 
for where the bets are coming in, what our systems say, where the public is, all of this can be found in the Action Network app. You can also track picks from all of your favorite ex- experts, including Brandon Anderson. Uh, you've got Joe Delara, who joined me on the Buckets podcast, Dan Titus. You've got all of our NHL crew, Simon Hunter, everybody in the Action Network app. Download it right now. Let's get into this, Dan. So let's take a look at just right off the top. I don't like to mess around. Let's just go ahead and, and give this one out. Series bet. What's your best bet for Warriors Celtics NBA Finals? I think this is going to be a dogfight between two great defensive teams. And I think this is going to be a long series. So I'm betting this series to end in seven games at plus 210. I think we're going to see both teams have to adjust. You know, there's a lot of trends that have been discussed at nauseum on a lot of different podcasts about how the Warriors are pretty heavily favored in game one. I think it's going to take time for Boston to adjust. They will. Uh, we've seen the Warriors also be sloppy. So I, I could see a lot of a lot of tick for tack with both of these teams from a strategy perspective, extending this, this series out to seven games. I think it's fascinating. You know, on, on the podcast I did with Ken Barkley for buckets, we kind of talked about how he made a really good point, which was if you think that the that the series is priced appropriately, and it's basically you got Warriors minus one sixty. Uh, Celtics plus 135 to 140 at most places. If you think it's priced appropriately, given that the Golden State Warriors do have home court advantage and are a little bit healthier, which I think is a a fair assumption, then the value is probably found in the alternate markets, which I think is like an interesting kind of approach. Like I'm, I'm considering as we get closer, maybe putting in something because as anyone that listens to buckets knows, I'm always betting these things eight different ways to come out with a smaller profit that I can feel like I've covered all angles on. Uh, the sure. Gemini in me, as my old colleague Raheem Palmer would say. Um, so, like, I, I'm looking at things like, uh, what if it's Warriors minus two and a half? What if it's like a quicker series than we expect? You know, they win the first two games, they win a coin flip in Boston and close it out. It, you know, the playoffs have been disappointing for I think for a lot of people, and so it's like, what if this isn't as as much of a of a dogfight as we kind of expect? What are the ways to kind of go against that thinking? But ultimately, where I came down to is I've got Celtics minus one and a half on the win spread at plus 200 and for me it just comes down to if this gets the six games i expect the war the celtics to have a chance to win it in six and i'll probably hedge because i have enough respect for the warriors at plus 200 that price is the best one that i see available on the board i can't get to a place where i'm like yeah i think one team wins three of the first four i just can't Mm -hmm. get there is it possible absolutely but Boston, as Brandon Anderson has constantly mentioned, has been so good after losses. Like they've just been so good at responding to losses. They've been known the postseason. Yeah, they they faced all that adversity and come back every single time. The Warriors are too good to be like, yeah, I really think that they're going to get knocked out of this. Like Boston's going to win one in Golden State and two at home. Boston, as good as they've been after losses, hasn't been great after wins either early in series. They've had to win. You know, they, they they beat the Bucks in back-to-back games, but in general, the Celtics have had a hard time stringing together good performances. And so I do think I'm with you that the series goes long. I think finding value on it is interesting. Um, here's an interesting one that Ken asked me. I mean, it's a pretty basic question, but I do think it's more interesting when we look at the, the stories because the market, I think, is fascinating. The numbers say it's Celtics. That's why all these, like Raheem Palmer has this favor with the Celtics, 538 thinks the Celtics are highly rated ESPN has, sports center has a viral yeah. tweet this morning talking about how the Celtics have an 86 chance percent chance of winning the finals, which everyone's like, you know, a bit rich. Yeah. Bit there's rich a lot of ratio coming in on that. Um, 
So the, the numbers say Boston's better. The market says the Warriors better. Who do you think is the better team between these two? The Celtics are a better team, but I can't get past the fact that you're going to have to come back from a potential game one loss and you're going to have to travel to the Bay for game seven. And, you know, I, I think it really comes down to the fact that if you're if you're that much of a believer in Boston, are you going to buy Boston right now at that plus 130? You can get better value if they lose on Thursday, right? So, um, I don't know. I think that they have a pretty tough sledding ahead of them um, to win those two games are going to be the most important ones. And I think that the, the Warriors certainly remember, you know, Steph Curry went down with an ankle injury that forced him to miss a portion of the season at the end there with that Marcus Smart diving into his ankle. We know that they've lost a very memorable game seven to the Cleveland Cavaliers some years ago. Um, I think that this is the, the moment where I think we'll see the Warriors kind of overtake and, and enact their dominance here. Um, I also put a sprinkle on the Warriors winning game seven at plus 410. Uh, I really like that bet as well. But really, this is going to come down to can the Boston Celtics defense uh, hold up for seven games? And after going through two grueling game sevens um, and a really tough path, way harder than the Warriors have faced in this postseason, uh, I think something's got to give. And eventually, it's going to be the Warriors that, that outlast here. I think whoever wins, I can already build you the, the working backwards uh, revisionist history narrative. So if the Celtics <laughs> win this series, it's look, we saw all year that Golden State was inconsistent. We saw that their offense would fall sure, apart at times. Fair. Steph Curry didn't have that great of a shooting season. You know, they faced Denver without two stu- without uh, two of their three best players. Ja got hurt ja Moran, in the second got round. Hurt. Yep. And Dallas really wasn't that good. Phoenix just vomited over itself. So the Golden State really wasn't that good. If Golden State wins, it's, you know, look, after the first month of the season, they were the best team in the league. It wasn't Phoenix. It was Golden State. It was just that Draymond got hurt. And then when he came back, Steph got hurt. They rolled through the Western Conference playoffs. They won two series in five games. And really, you know, the random crazy game in Memphis in game five. Other than that, they handled business versus them as well. They won game one in Memphis. The Warriors were just the best team all year. So it's like. The reason I say this yeah. is as betters, especially after the series, if you're looking at you want to get an early bet in on the finals for next season, we'll have breakdowns for that on Action Network. Obviously, you're not going to get as good. Your, your value is not great when you don't know how free agency is going to look. But just be real careful of how we reframe things after results. I'm always very cautious about that. Like yeah. for as much as the trust the process has become annoying from the uh, Sixers side. Um, I do think that there, you have to keep in mind that you shouldn't, we shouldn't retroactively fit facts to what the results were. We should look at it and say, what's the, the most accurate path to say this? And I think ultimately, if the Warriors win or lose, a lot of this will be determined by who hits shots, how the teams perform, how healthy Absolutely. both teams are able to be. Um, these are two really good teams. I'm hoping we get a good finals after a not great playoffs. Um, I've enjoyed the playoffs, even though they haven't been necessarily great because I don't love uh, great basketball. I love terrible basketball. That's my brand. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number 
of points in basketball or hits in baseball or rebounds or stocks, whatever it is that you're into, then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the Over Under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. I have some real squares in my life that I'm looking forward to taking some money off of. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Let's talk props. I want to talk props with you because I think I think this is yeah. a there's a healthy market here. It's so much more robust than we get in any other really series. We can talk about finals MVP uh, at the end of the show, but I do want to kind of ask you about right now, what are some scoring rebounds, some actual just like player props for the series that you think you can find value on right now? Yeah, so I know, you know, Steph Curry is the odds on favorite to win MVP. He's also the odds on favorite to hit the most three pointers in the series. And I don't really think that there's that much value on Curry at minus 120. The guy I'm looking at is Clay Thompson. He's at plus 425, which is a 19% probability of, of success here. And, you know, I think that's way too low, considering that if you look in the playoffs, Clay's averaging 3.6 three-pointers made per game. And if you look at Curry, he's, he's a smidge higher at 3.8. But if you look at this defense and the way that the Celtics have made it hard for Steph Curry to score, I mean, he's only shooting 29% in his career when guarded by Marcus Smart, according to Second Spectrum. And the Warriors also have the second worst offensive efficiency rating when smart guards Curry. So, you know, we talked about it in the last series. You know, we expected the, the Mavericks to kind of blitz Curry. They did um, to the best of their extent. And we saw a little bit of an increase in Curry's assists. Um, I don't think I think his efficiency is going to continue to struggle here. He's going to have to get the ball out of his hands. This defense is feisty. I think we'll see more open looks for Klay Thompson and more opportunities for him to hit some three-pointers. So want to get your thoughts on that, uh, being that Clay is, is plus 425. I love it. I think that's great. Uh, highest scoring performance is one that I'm looking at along these same lines. This ties into what you're talking about. Clay Thompson's yeah. 10 to 1 there. I think I'm probably I mean, going to take that. Game 6 Clay. Game 6 Clay, baby. <laughs> um, and so that's like builds in my hedge for Celtics and 6. So Absolutely. I, I think you're right. So a lot of this is, if you told me to build a defense – to guard Steph Curry specifically it's Boston because the Mavericks switched everything, but they did it on ball. They were not prepared for the off ball stuff. And if you've watched these games throughout the years, the last during the Tatum era, right? 17, 18 through under Brad Stevens. And now under Ime Adoka, they are just excellent at being able to handle those switches. I think that what they will do a lot with Marcus smart, uh, Steph Curry's eight of 29, over the last five years when Marcus smarts contesting, I think that there will be times when they're just going to, when smarts going to be like, no switch, no switch. I got it. And he'll try and get around those screens to contest. And he's one of the only players in NBA that I would trust to do. So if he is a step behind, he'll call out and set, you know, whatever the, 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 the call out is to switch on to Steph coming around those screens to spot up. 
I do think that on some level, the number one priority, you know, the question is always like, do you let a guy get his and shut down everybody else? Or do you, right. and Steph is so explosive that you honestly, I think the Celtics will start line. One of the scouting report will be about what they're going to do with Steph on ball and what they're going to do with Steph off ball. And like line three is okay. Here's what we have to worry about on short roll opportunities with Draymond or Clay Thompson and these types of things. So for me, I think that there is, there's real value on taking anybody else except Curry. Uh, Let me put it this way. If you think Steph Curry is going to make the most threes, if you think Steph Curry is going to average the most points, if you think Steph Curry is going to have this monster series, you need to be betting warriors minus one and a half. Like you need to be on that bet for warriors to win in less than in less than seven games. Because if that's the case, that means Boston's defense has broken down. This means the right. best defense in the NBA over the last six months has had significant issues with accomplishing their game plan. So that to me is the starting point is like, instead of taking these, these tighter numbers on stuff, just get more aggressive on the warriors, because if that's what you think is going to happen, then you think that Steph Curry is going to have a monster series and this isn't going to go long and you should bet, you know, Steph for finals MVP at a minus number probably, but also just like take the Warriors in less than seven games because most of the numbers are built for those seven game outcomes. Yeah, I love that angle. And and you're exactly right. All this kind of correlates, right? So you're putting together this formula for how you think that the outcome is going to generate. So you can work in your little hedges here and there. But I think that that's a great idea, uh, packaging that with the Warriors minus one and a half, assuming that you think that Steph is going to, not you, but the audience assumes that uh, he's going to have one of these, you know, memorable type of series where he's going to be knocking down threes. Boston can't stop him. That that's going to that's going to be the solution for the Warriors to, to get this done in more than in one and a half games. Right. Uh, what do you like for rebounds? What's the rebounding props that you like for this year? Yeah, so rebounds, I'm going to go a little bit more square, but I really like Al Horford at plus 135. He's averaging 9.6 in the playoffs, and he's posted double-digit rebounds in six of his last eight games. The reason I like Al Horford more than Kavon Looney, who is the odds-on favorite right now, um, as well as some other ones, is because I think he's going to be on the floor no matter what the scheme is for Boston. If, you know, we talked, I think you guys talked about it on buckets, but as this series wears on potentially the formula for the Warriors, they want to go smaller. You know, they're going to try to attack Robert Williams as best they can on the perimeter because, you know, perimeter defense, not his best, not his strong suit for as, as great of a defensive player he is. He's really a rim protector, great offensive and defensive rebounder. Um, but if you stretch him out, that's where there's some vulnerabilities there. But Al Horford can actually guard the perimeter and I think he's going to be one of these guys that's going to see, you know, upwards of 35 minutes per game in the NBA finals. So, you know, I think that there's some certainly some value left there for Al Horford at plus 135. But the dark horse going to that that same assumption that as the series wears on, the Warriors decide to go smaller. There could be some value on Draymond Green at plus 900, um, mainly because of that small ball lineup. And we know that Draymond Green has has shown out in the NBA finals before. He's been kind of sandbagging. He hasn't been playing his best ball over the last two series, but I think this is one of those moments where you could really see him reinvigorate his his uh, his defense and his hustle and see him really crashing the boards here. He has a few games where he's had you know over ten rebounds, um, but I think they're going to need him more in that post, uh, protecting against the the Celtics and their front court of Al Horford and Robert Williams. 
so I have a little bit of a, of a longer shot here to take on this. Um, so for the Warriors, the their leader in rebounds per game, as you mentioned, was Kevon Looney in the playoffs yeah. so far at 7.7. And that's only in 20 minutes per game. So if Kevon right. plays heavy minutes in this series, it's likely that he winds up racking them. I think you're right that they'll probably wind up going smaller. I think it's I, I tend to think of it less as like a going small and more of a Kerr will keep the big lineup as the curveball to throw at them. I think he'll start okay. and I think he'll still throw Looney out there to take advantage on the offensive glass. We've seen that in various right. series, especially right. versus Denver. They really like once you go small, that's when Golden State wants to hit you with offensive rebounding. But look, right. if Looney's at seven point seven per game and, and he's playing way more minutes at, at 20. But if we still expect him to play less than 30 minutes a game, Wiggins at 33 minutes a game is at seven rebounds per game. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's a good chance that Wiggins is going to wind up playing like 40, 40 minutes in the series. Um, And he's a guy I think that they will keep on the floor for both defensive and offensive purposes. A lot of where this gets confused on rebounding is it's entirely because this is where like my focus on the schemes, I do think really comes into play. Of look, if you switch everything, then by the very nature of that program, you're trying to get the bigs out of the paint. So the bigs are further away from the basket. So that's where your wings, because of their ability to cover more ground, I think has a real opportunity to get those kind of chances. Wiggins uh, rebounds per game mark and minus 110 is just six. It's six per game at DraftKings for when he's averaged seven in these playoffs. So they're basically marketing that the Celtics are going to be able to, to, to lower his rebounding. That doesn't necessarily make any sense when you look at who's likely to be defending him and who's likely to be matched up on him. Um, I like Wiggins. Like I I'm hoping that we can, uh, I'm going to be on, I'll tell you right now, I'm on points, rebounds, uh, points and rebounds over for game one for Wiggins. I think that that's a really great spot. And I'll be looking at that consistently throughout the series because I think, Switching defense, much as it was with Dallas, that opens up chances for Wiggins. Um, he's going to play a lot of minutes because of the matchup. And I think they'll probably guard him with Jalen Brown a lot. And Jalen Brown has honestly been a defensive weak spot for mm-hmm. Golden State. So, like, Wiggins to me is a guy that it's not about, like, this gets into, like, how good of a player you are or whatever. For me, it's like Wiggins is going to get opportunity versus worst defenders uh, in a matchup of advantage in minutes. And that that combo to me... Uh, means there's a lot of value on it, but I, I like the over a lot on Wiggins rebounds per game at six, and I'll probably sprinkle on him to lead the lead the lead the season uh, se- the series rather in rebounds. I like that eighty to one. I mean, that's the longest shot that that's currently available on the market, and uh, I, I get it. your your justification is is definitely worthwhile because, as you said, if you're going to be switching, there's going to be more variance for for others to get those rebounds. It may not be the bigs that are just kind of standing idly at the basket here, so. Um, and Wiggins has been phenomenal. I was hammering his his rebound props throughout the all playoffs they, as they've been set around that five and a half to six and a half, uh, depending on the series. So, yeah, I think there's certainly value there on his uh, rebounds per game at six. That seems like a steal at even money. Uh, you got any other props or are we going to move on to finals MVP? Yeah. So I got another one. Top assists. I'm going with Marcus Smart plus 300. Like at three to one, I think there's there's still value there to be had. He he averaged eight versus the Dubs in the regular season. He's at six point two in the playoffs. I think his main competition here is probably going to be Draymond Green, um, as he's the odds-on favorite. But you know, I, I think Marcus Smart has ever since the the Boston Celtics made him the true point guard of this team. Um, 
and really just a facilitator. We saw them go on this ridiculous run uh, to close out the season. And, you know, now they're in the finals. So I, I think with the way that the Warriors will match up on him, he'll have opportunities to get others involved. Like he, he is the engine of this offense. Um, I think Jason Tatum is also a little bit intriguing. We see his assists kind of rise um, over the course of the last two series. Um, but I'm going to trust in the point guard here to get it done. And at three to one, I, I think that he is a, he's going to be on the court, you know, paying well more than, you know, 30 minutes. And uh, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And I, I look at his potential assists. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity here for, for him to lead this series in assists. Yeah. I think it's an interesting question because the switching style is it by necessity is going to try and limit those assist opportunities. Like you don't sure. have to, you're, there's no helps. So you're trying to find these open guys. I think the pace though, might be really key to this because both teams are going to look at this matchup. It's one of the reasons why I lean towards the overs. Like DraftKings also has, uh, they have um, the points per game mark for both teams. And it's honestly pretty low for both squads. And I'm very much considering, like I'd like to be able to just like parlay them together, but the draft DK is not going to let me, let me do that. Um, but like the idea, I, I think it's fascinating because Boston's at one Oh five and a half and the Warriors are one Oh six. Right. Like, I think this is going to be a fast paced series. And I think it's gonna be a transition based series where both teams are like, look, we can't beat their their set half court defense. It's too tough. We've got to get out and get them off Kelter a little bit in mid transition, a, a few weird matchups. And we're going to have to attack them that way. That's what Boston did versus the heat when they were right. when they played better. When they slowed it down, they really struggled because that offense has has issues. I think both teams will want to try and get it, get up and down the floor. So I think we're going to see higher scoring series. And as such, um, I think there's a higher capacity for assists. So I like that play as well. I think that, that you're right. That he's going to have the ball. He's going to have these opportunities. You're also going to have, I think when they do double, because they have both these teams have shown a capacity a little bit to try and blitz the ball handler because they right. trust in their, in their rotations. But if there's any opportunities, it's, blitz kick out secondary pass for the assist. And that's where I think Marcus smart operates as a trigger man in those situations. So I like that pick as well. I think you got a uh, good value in both of those spots. Let's talk about finals MVP. So I've made the case in like 18 different places against Steph Curry, which to the point that I'm just like, <laughs> he's obviously going to win. Like he's just going to yeah. win. Cause I've made this case too many times. I just can't get a, get beyond the idea of just as we talked about earlier, I think the Celtics are going to, this is going to, the best defense in the league is going to make stopping Steph Curry their number one priority. Like if you, if Steph Curry doesn't have a good game, your odds of winning the series or that any particular game go way, way up. And if Steph Curry has a massive game, your odds of winning go way, way down. Like Curry, and on top of this, my, my thought process on finals MVP, because I was just on with Ken and Ken was talking about how, you know, it's always just been the best player on the winning team. Yeah. Well, one, I've got, I've got Celtics, but two, it's always been the engine. Like Giannis has the ball in his hands all the time. And LeBron has the ball in his hands all the time. And Kawhi Leonard and, you know, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. And like all these guys have always been like the hub of the offense. Curry's not the hub. Draymond's the hub. The system is the hub. Curry sure. is the tip of the spear. And Curry can obviously, if Curry just like is catching and firing and hitting versus great contest, if he just has an all time one of those series, right? Then for sure, Steph Curry can win at a minus number. We have never seen that in the NBA finals from him. His series have always been like, good. Not that Steph Curry sucks in the NBA finals. 
it's that it's always been like, no, yeah, Curry was good, but not like, you know, who's great. That answer has always been somebody else. Right. Uh, and so that's why I get to, I can't find value on Curry, which is why I'm on Clay Thompson, Jason Tatum with a sprinkle on Al Horford at an absurd number. Um, <laughs> those to me are like the best values uh, for finals MVP. Yeah. So we, we didn't collaborate before coming on here today. And literally the two names that I had sitting right next to, besides not betting on Curry, was Jason Tatum at plus 175. I have him as my hedge to my Warriors pick, mm. but then also Clay Thompson at, at 14 to one. Much of what you said, it's about those big moments. And if Steph, I think you can argue that when Andre Iguodala won, won MVP, that was the one opportunity that they probably could have given it to Steph and they didn't. Um, but, you know, if he has one of those types of series where, you know, the Warriors just play well as a basketball team, you know, I think Clay Thompson could be have that upside that kind of wins over the media if he goes for like 40 points in game six. Like he's, you know, he's averaging 28 in game six for the course of his postseason career. So, you know, there could be moments where Clay shines, you know, hits nine, 10 threes or whatever, and that kind of steals the shine away from Steph. So I think that variability of like, you know, just how good this Warriors team and how unselfish they can be, um, I think certainly opens the door for other players to potentially not take home this award. And if you go to the Celtics side, you know, if they win, I totally agree. It's going to be because Jason Tatum had the ball in his hands. He made the big shots. He got the clutch moments. You know, and what's interesting is that the Boston Celtics haven't been good in, in clutch time in the mm-hmm. postseason or the regular season. So, you know, it's going to be really, this is going to be the the changing of the guard moment. If if the Celtics win, it's going to be off the strength of Tatum. Um, I'm actually betting the under on sidebar. I'm betting the under on Jalen Brown, 24 and a half points per game, mainly because he doesn't play well that well against the, against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I can go on that over another day, but um, I really like Jason Tatum at plus 175 and Clay Thompson at 14 to one. Yeah. J- Jalen, I think has faced favorable secondary matchups yeah. because of who was guarding, you know, whoever in these other series. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think this is like a, a really tough, I think this is a tough series for him. Clay Thompson, Gary Payton, the second is back. Yep. Um, Iguodala should be back. You know, if, maybe. Yeah, Iguodala will probably have some minutes. Um, if the if Kerr feels like he's got to put Jordan Poole out there, if he needs the offense, mm-hmm. maybe Brown can get Poole switched on him and attack him a little bit. But the turnovers have been a real issue, and they will bring help. Like the Warriors will see that, and they will bring help to disrupt that dribble. I just. I like Jalen Brown a lot as a player, but I think for as many good scoring performances as he's been, as he's had, I, I still think that Golden State is a very good defensive matchup against him. They, they should be able to have success. So should be a great finals. We're excited to cover it here over the Action Network. That's going to wrap it up for the Action Network podcast. My thanks to Dan Titus for joining me and for producing this episode. Both. He gets to, to do double the work. I, I pulled him in to do double the work on this episode. Operational um, efficiency, baby. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we did manage to do it in good time, though, which is always a, a plus. Uh, we'll Thanks. be back for you later this week with, I'm sure, we'll have NFL coverage as well as the NHL playoffs from the crew. Uh, keep it here on the Action Network podcast. Make sure to download and check out Buckets if you want more coverage of the NBA Finals. Thanks for joining us, everybody, on the Action Network podcast. 